You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome into the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan, still on his mystery vacation. That's right. Flexing my mountain background here. Yes, exactly. But it's not just the two of us today. Lucky for us and everyone watching, we are super excited to bring in not one, but two very special guests, um, Josh Stone and Matthew Nyes. Y'all know Josh as our all-city first-team athlete, Fresh, just finished his freshman year at ASU and Coyotes prospect, and then Arizona-born, another Arizona-born NHL prospect, because there's multiple. Matthew Nyes, who goes to the University of Minnesota and is a Toronto Maple Leafs prospect. Thank you both so much for joining us, and welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's start with this. Uh, we were just talking a little bit off the air. We'll, we'll get into the details of your hockey academy in a moment, but... How long have you guys known each other? And do, do you remember any of the early days when you were, you know, yay big? Yeah, I think we've played together since we were seven or eight years old now. So not anymore, but we did for eight years. Uh, I think growing up, there wasn't really a time where we weren't on a line together. There were like a couple games here or there where they split us up. But a lot of memories just playing together and, and road trips together. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been a long journey so far. So it's I'm happy to see Josh having so much success. And um, you know, as kids, I think we always you know competed against each other, and that made us better. And um, like he said, we we played with each other for for countless years. So that's that's definitely helped. And um, you know, it's pretty surreal that I got to play with him. All right, at some point we'll hopefully get to you guys not talking so nicely about each other. But let's ask about this hockey academy. I just had the story up on the website, but. Tell me, I know you guys, some of the details for our, for our viewers. It's going to be held next week. I have the dates up in the in the story on our website at uh, the Coyotes Community Ice Center in Mesa. That's a brand new rink, of course. We covered the opening of it about a year ago. But tell us some of the details. How did this come about? What inspired it? What's different about this camp? Uh, age groups, all that. Go ahead and share whatever details you guys want to at this point. Yeah, Matthew, you want to? You yeah, I can ideas. start off. Um yeah, I mean, we, me and Josh, you know, we're talking in the summer a little bit and um, we started, I, I told you this, Craig, that we started joking about it, you know, how, how it could be a possibility and um, we started, you know, changing ideas and then we were, you know, more we thought about it, the more it became reality and um, we brought along 
Um, someone I met in Minnesota, Jacob Mars, who's worked a bunch of, you know, development camps um, in Minnesota and has had a lot of success in there. And, uh, you know, he introduced himself to me and thought, you know, I would love to help you guys with this. So, um, you know, once he, once he kind of introduced himself, it was, you know, much easier from there. And, um, I talked with Josh and, you know, we were both excited because, um, as kids, you know, we didn't really have the opportunity, uh, like this camp. So, um, you know, to kind of bring in our own ideas, our own drills, um, you know, get a bunch of kids excited about hockey, you know, bring something, uh, some flavor to, to Mesa, to the new rink. Um, it was really exciting. It was a good opportunity for, for us to grow the sport. So, um, you know, we're, we're really excited about it and we're, we should, it should be a really great time. Josh, yeah. why don't you give us some of the details of the camp? Yeah. What it's going to look like, what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. I think Matthew said it all perfectly. I think, I think the main thing is to kind of bring fun back to the game of hockey. I think, throughout the year it can get long and, and some kids kind of lose the, the joy of the game and we just want to bring back a little bit of fun for them and as a, in a short period of time just one week of a, of a camp but I think it's just going to be Matthew and I's favorite games playing outdoor games so we talked the other day about doing like uh, when you're off ice doing like wiffle ball or football or stuff like that just to keep the kids <laughs> happy off the ice and then do like uh, video sessions was another idea that Jacob brought in to, to kind of show the kids. I don't know if we'll do clips of ourselves or clips of the NHL, probably bring up some clips of the the finals that's going on right now and just talk over stuff with the kids. But I think at the end of the day, it's just more to, to bring back that fun and joy of the game. The longer, the longer you have fun, the more you play. So I think there's a reason Matthew and I are still playing is because we've enjoyed the game for so long. So I think to give that back to the kids is, is something we want to try and do. You guys had mentioned that there, you know, there were a couple opportunities, mostly like skating camps that existed when you were kids, but were, were these sorts of camps widespread in Arizona when you were growing up where you could, you know, you could go all day and, and get all these different facets, whether it's off ice, on ice, video, all this stuff. I mean, not all of that, you know, I think that, you know, growing up in Arizona, you found an hour ice sheet with, you know, guys your age and you kind of go home and, um, you try to do your own training. There wasn't really a, you know, full day camp where you're, you know, you're among all your friends and, um, you're getting help from, you know, top collegiate athletes and, and junior players that, you know, looked up to as a kid. It was, it was, uh, it wasn't really common. I, I, I remember I, I attended one camp as a little kid and then that was, that was the only summer that it happened. Um, you know, I think Zach LaRaza and JT Barnett, those guys were, were running the camp and, uh, they did it for one year and, and then it kind of ended and I didn't really have much else. So um, I got, that kind of inspired me to do this. So I thought, um, you know, that with this camp, it could just, like Josh said, bring joy to the kids and um, bring in more kids in, into hockey in Arizona because it's, you know, it's growing so rapidly. Josh, obviously, you know, this is something that your dad has taken seriously and been a part of. So how much of doing the academy is also about giving back to the Arizona hockey community and, you know, what do you hope to get from that part of it? Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm sure Matthew can attest this as well as this is the hockey community in Arizona is, it's growing, but it's still so small. And there's the kids that look up to, to the two of us, the kids look up to Matthew and what he's done this year. I think for them to get the ability just to, to be able to talk to him and, and look at what he did and ask him questions is huge. I think there were guys growing up that we looked up to and, and obviously there's a, one of them's doing great, great things now. And there's a couple other ones that are they're working their way up there. But I think just to, to give back to the community that gave so much to us and, and gave us every opportunity to, to do what we could do is, is big. Um, like there's a lot of kids that play hockey in the desert and 
we had we had coaches that were were very fortunate to have that kind of gave us this opportunity to to push ourselves and and to take it to this level. So I think to get back and try and help some some kids achieve their dreams like we have been able to is is the main goal of this too. Definitely. Well, we talked about how your friendship goes back a while um, and you played together for the junior coyotes. So can you tell your, some of your favorite stories from your junior coyote days or maybe even earlier than that, just some fun stories from those times growing up together? You can start this one off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, neither one of us. Set the tone, Josh. Set the tone. Yeah. We're not very competitive people. So we never really got into it with each other. We had a, all, all smiles. But I think, I mean, I, I mean, I remember, yeah, you, I remember sometimes, know. I mean, we'd be playing many sticks in the hallway until we get a hundred noise complaints and then, we'd, <laughs> and then we'd find a different floor to go to and then we get a noise complaints and we keep going. Um, as it got older, as our knees started hurting more, we started playing, you know, tag and, um, you know, when we travel to Chicago or Detroit, there's just constant snowball fights outside in between games or, um, you know, I think that there was one time that we set off the fire alarm on accident playing tag or something, <laughs> and it was it was a big disaster. Probably Matthew um, too. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't remember if it was me. But um, as we got older, there was we played uh, Smash Bros, the Super Smash Bros. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Yeah, we played that. Um, that got pretty heated and intense. And I remember terrible kicking. at it. So. I was so much better than you. Who's your even, go-to? Who do you play go. with? Like, I, what's I'm your character? Bowser. I'm Bowser. <laughs> yeah, no, the best is is we would play, and then one of one of our elder coaches would would walk into the room, and he thought he was the best. So my yeah. dad would would march his way into the loudest hotel room there was, which was us, and and we would all team up against him. But yeah, yeah. and like Matthew said, there's like we would go to tournaments. We went to to Bratislava together one time as kids, and. Matthew, obviously being from there, was important why we we went with him so we could kind of understand the language barrier there. And then just a lot of uh, spring tournaments together. They were always fun. You'd stay together and get to travel the world. Um, I think on the ice, having Matthew is is one of the reasons why the two of us were able to kind of make it this far is we would get into it with each other. I don't think we were ever on the same team in three-on-three and stuff like that. And it, it, it got pretty competitive. But I, outside of all that, there was there was so much fun that we had together at hotels and and tournaments and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know. I think our friendship kind of started when we were eight and just keeps growing until now. And we're on the golf course versus each other still. <laughs> so you had the fun. Obviously, the hotel guests did not have much fun when you guys were there. Are there, are there like photos no. of hotels of you guys up now, or like warning if these guys show uh, up? Yeah, I yeah. mean. They they had to be scared when we walked in. <laughs> Just mug shots. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let me ask you: in all that time, and, and and there wasn't there wasn't a lot for Arizona hockey to hang its hat on. Right when you guys were coming up initially, obviously Austin preceded you guys by a few years. What was the dream? Did you have a did you have a real sense of the dream then of of going to the NHL? Did you think it was realistic? Who are you leaning on for advice? I know there's some great coaches in Arizona. Some former NHLers and some other talent as well. But how did you, how did you chase that dream? I guess, early on? Yeah, I think the two of us, I think our dream was, was to play in the NHL, like every kid that starts hockey. But from a young age, we were given an opportunity. Our, our first real competitive AAA coach was, was Mark Siaccio, who's now the Rangers skating coach and skills guy. So right away we were put into a position to be, 
to be successful. And then Steve Potvin was our next coach. And he's obviously Tucson's assistant coach now. And then Mike DeAndres, who arguably had the most impact on us as we got older. And we eventually brought on, on my dad. So I think yeah. growing up, we were given every opportunity with the coaching. And Boris obviously was was big for both of us. He helped the two of us out and all the other skills coaches in, in Arizona. So, I mean, I think the dream was was always put in the NHL. And we were given every every possible chance to, to do that and to succeed in that with, with the, the guys that the junior coyotes brought in to help coach us. Matt, any yeah, I mean, go ahead. Yep. Uh, it was, I mean, like, like Josh said, as a kid, it was, it was a lot, just a dream, but you know, more, the more we got older, um, the more we saw it as almost a reality that, you know, this, this could really be possible. And, um, you know, he named a handful of coaches that helped, but there was also, um, you know, a ton of, NHLers that stayed back to help with their children and, and help us out, you know, like, uh, I know Derek Morris, Michael Roosevelt, obviously Josh's dad. Um, you know, we have Tyson Nash out there, uh, Steve Sullivan. Um, there was, there was, there's so many guys out there that were helping along with that, um, that we, you know, we got to pick their brain on a daily basis of, you know, what game, you know, guys that played, you know, a thousand games in the NHL. I mean, it's not, it's not common for, for kids to, you know, get to experience that. So we were really fortunate growing up and having that. So, uh, you know, I'm really thankful and, um, you know, it's, it's definitely been a big journey, but you know, the older we get, I think, uh, you know, we're starting to see that this is, this is a real possibility. By the way, we also refer to him as Josh's dad on this show. That's the name here. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to ask you about you guys were probably watching the NHL awards. I'm sure you're watching the cup final Austin Matthews swept the MVP awards, winning the King Clancy as, as voted by the players. Then of course the heart trophy as voted by media. I know he preceded you guys. I think it was by about five years. Was he, was he much of an inspiration, even though he had to leave Arizona to pursue his dreams? Were you guys aware of him? Was he a guy that you pointed to as maybe the poster boy for what is possible out of Arizona hockey? Yeah, you take this from Matthew. Um, yeah, I mean, he, uh, as a young kid, I had skate with him. And I, I, I mean, I saw the talent at a young age. I knew he was going to be an incredible player. Um, you know, when I was, when he was younger and before the NHL, before he stepped in the NHL, you know, I, I thought he was, he had a real shot at it. I didn't think he was going to be what he is now. Obviously, he's a superstar. <laughs> yeah. And um, so it's, it's great to see. I, I watched him growing up. I try to mimic as much as I can. Of him he played with my older brother a little bit so i got to know him um on a little bit more personal level um and then he's an incredible guy he's obviously given back to, to arizona hockey so much and he's you know i think he's a huge reason as to why it's growing so so much faster than it should be um so he's he's definitely been a big impact and influence on me um as well as josh i'm sure i think he's he's done a lot for for everyone so Crazy to think you'll be playing with him, huh? Again. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, that'd be that'd be pretty surreal. I'd be I'd be really excited. Um, so I want to ask you, you know, you've both been at it for a while and we've kind of alluded to it, but I just want your both of your perspectives on the growth of hockey in Arizona. Like how have you seen it evolve since you both started? And then what kind of do you see to come as things go on? Yeah, I think kind of from Austin down it's it's just grown and grown like uh our age group was was another age group that I thought was was pretty special with the depth that we had and and the ability to go play in big tournaments and make kind of big runs and then after that it just keeps getting deeper and deeper I think this year we saw the 07s there was a ton of them drafted in the WHL pretty high and 
I got to skate with a couple of them the other day and, and the talent is definitely there. And I think it's just going to keep growing with the amount of NHL guys that, that Matthew said that help out or there's more of them coming back. You know, Zabiti McCulloch helps run a team. And then the other pro guys like Peter Chicka, they run their, the younger 10s and 11s. And, and those kids are like the depth in hockey in Arizona has grown so much to where you can now have two teams that are pretty competitive. And I think it's just going to keep growing as, as the game improves and as the Coyotes continue to develop and into what they're trying to do and, and accomplish. So I think Austin played a huge role in that. And then I think there's guys like, like us that are going to try and make as much of an impact as we can to, to help grow the game even more. What, what needs to happen in Arizona to help that along? Uh, Matt, you, you and I, when we talked, you, you talked about how there are like 300 kids trying out for this one youth team. You know, there's, there's not enough availability of ice. There's not availability of arenas. What needs to happen to take Arizona hockey to that next level? Yeah, I mean, when I talked to Mark Fritch, who is the player development at uh, Kaha in Scottsdale, um, he told me for his youth, youth team i'm not sure what age group it was but he said that there's 300 kids trying out and you know he can only take 20 players so that's 280 kids that are struggling to um you know find ice or find a team to play for next year um you're trying to find competitive leagues um outside of you know high school or kind of um you know things like that so um you know there's not a lot of ice sheet in in arizona you know i think we have seven or eight ice sheets so i think you know, with the help of the Sun Devils creating those two other ice sheets, that's going to be huge for us. Um, you know, if the Coyotes end up building another one in, um, in Tempe, their own rink after, um, that's going to be an, another ice sheet. So there's just going to be more teams, I think, that, that we need to grow. You know, we can't have one AAA team, um, you know, per age group. There needs to be multiple. We need to create, you know, a hockey hotbed. Um, you know, you look at places such as Detroit and Chicago where we always have to travel and there's, um, so many teams to choose from and so many places to go, so many ice rinks. And um, it's easy to find a spot and, and to develop as a hockey player there. So um, if we can create more teams and uh, I'm sure a lot of more players would love to come and uh, it's just going to build the you know influence of hockey in Arizona much more. Josh, you have any thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I can't agree more with Matthew on like Mark Fritch is having 300 kids. And when Matthew and I would have our tryouts, I think it was, 30 max sometimes wow. at the end of our time where wow. it pretty much was just our old team scrimmaging against our old team with a couple other kids that we knew and <laughs> just kind of had come out. But I, I think, yeah, I think with ASU doing their thing and ASU junior Sun Devils is obviously a thing that they're trying to, to get to the next level. So if you can create a triple A team out of Tempe and kind of more modernize that into where it's Tempe Chandler and, and all those areas are on it those kids can go to play triple A rather than driving 45 minutes to an hour. Like a lot of kids did that played with us. I think that'd be, that'd be pretty huge for the the community of hockey in Arizona. But I think you need more sheets of ice and, and more opportunity yeah. for, for these kids that have, that want to play the game of hockey. And, and I think the, the talents out there in Arizona, I just think when you take away, you look in the summertime, you take away ice sheets, even in the summertime to redo it and it gets too hot. So you can't function the, all the ice sheets and you drop from eight sheets down to four sheets and it just limits more and more ice for kids. So I think like Matthew said, you just got to get more ice and, and more coaches to help out. Yeah. When I spoke to USA hockey, I think it was about a year ago when I wrote this story, Arizona has the largest per capita 
ice, ice hockey players per sheet. So they, there are more players on every sheet of ice in Arizona than any other state in the country, hmm. which just underscores the need for more ice sheets. If, if, if the game is ever going to grow, we need to build more ice sheets, like you said, to give more kids opportunity. And you'd like to see more AAA programs as well. Hmm. Um, the other thing that I think about, and you guys are too humble to say this, is we need people like you, right? You need Austin Matthews. You need Matthew Nyes. You, you need Josh Doan making it, getting getting to be NHL draft picks so the kids have something to look up to, like they're going to be able to do at this camp that you're running in Mesa. How's that for a, for a perfect bow on all of that? Um, but it, I, I think it's true. They need role models. They need people to show them the way and show them that it's possible that they can get to that level. So I think you guys are huge in that respect as well. And as long as we're talking about honors, I wanted to ask you guys about something that was announced yesterday. You're both going to attend the USA Hockey National Junior Evaluation Camp. Matt, I know I know you already got the chance to you, you represent the U.S. at the Olympics. What does this mean for you guys, though, the possibility of representing Team USA at what I think is one of the coolest events around the World Junior Championship at Edmonton? Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'd be honored to, to represent the U.S. I think Matthew's done it now a couple of times, and I'm sure he can tell you that every time you get a chance to do that, you're going to take the opportunity to, to represent your country. It's it's something that you don't get a chance to do every day. So when the opportunity comes, you got to make the most of it. I think I think it'd be even more special to, to play with Matthew at that tournament, just to to play along two Arizona kids at a tournament like that together, and kids that grew up playing together would be something special. So I think at the end of the day, it'd be it'd be unreal to to wear the U.S. colors, but I think at the same time, it'd be just as cool to play play with Matthew again. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I got to play one one game at the World Juniors um this past december um in red deer and it was i mean it's it's almost indescribable um getting to play against country to country um you know play alongside some of the best you know o2s in the country um it's it's honestly such a blessing to to wear those colors and to you know play in such such a you know amazing tournament you know such a storied tournament so um you know, I'm, I'm so excited to be back and have that opportunity to do that again, especially if, um, you know, it's a play alongside, you know, Josh, I think it's, um, it's, it's been three or four years now that we haven't played together. So it's been a long time coming and, um, it's going to make that, you know, kind of, you know, dream much more, uh, much more awesome. All right. Last question for you guys, before we wrap here, what do your summers look like? What do, what does the rest of your summer look like other than this camp? What do you guys have planned? And are you insane enough to stay in Arizona for the entire time? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, actually, uh, we got a, we got a road trip coming up. Matthew and I and, and a couple of our buddies are as soon as the camp ends, we're we're taking nice. a hike up to Canada to to my parents' uh, cottage up there with my family. So we'll be out, escape the heat for a little bit, and then I come my, back down for it's my first year invite. So yeah, <laughs> uh, he's actually been invited every year. He blows us off. That's like, not true. That is not true. Yeah, he's. He says he's too good for Shane and just decided oh, yeah. he's going to skip over the summer. But and then we, I mean, we both have our development camps and to the the evaluation camp. And then by that time, you're kind of getting back into school. So it's a busy summer, but we'll we'll find a little bit of time to enjoy it. Yeah. So I I got to ask if you're going up to the famed uh, ranch. Do you know what you're going to be doing? Have they actually told you what you're going to be doing up there, Matt? Are, are you going to be like tossing cattle around or things like that? I've, I've heard some stories about what goes on up there. Honestly, I'm ready for it all. I have no idea. I think, um, I don't know if they put me on a boat, maybe I get seasick or if they put me, I, I don't know. We, we have to do some kind of training to get ready for our, for our development camp. So I'm sure we're going to be 
uh, on the ice a little bit and, and in the weight room. But I honestly, other than that, I, I'm going to have open eyes. I have no idea what's going to happen. So. <laughs> you might, you might want to check in with Tyson Nash. He might uh, be able to tell you some stories about what goes on up there. So yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Before we let you go, so Sun Devil Athletics is actually here in our YouTube comments with a question. Question for Matthew. Real talk. Are you ready to play in front of the Inferno? Here's some more trash talk coming. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we're playing against each other in Thanksgiving. I know my schedule yep. hasn't come out yet, but I'm I'm uh, yeah, we pretty do. sure that that's oh it's yeah. so good. So that's that's going to be pretty intense. That's going to be funny. I know my whole family's going to be here and. Um, you know, they're really excited. I get to be home for, you know, for Thanksgiving and, um, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's definitely circle for sure. If we got to get some Matthew Nye's poster boards in the student section for that game yeah, and yeah, just sure. abuse him yeah. every chance we get, I'm going to get all the baby pictures. Here, yeah. You're going to be plastered everywhere in that. Yeah, for section. sure. For oh sure. Gosh. Love we'll it. I'm going to make shirts. Started. I'll pay for the shirts to get made. They're all going to wear them. Oh, my boy. gosh. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, we'll share more about your camp next week. And it sounds like an amazing opportunity for uh, young kids here in Arizona to get some real hands-on um, this experience with hockey and, and off the ice as well. So thank you both so much for joining us today. We appreciated having you on. Thank you, Thanks, guys. Yeah, Thank thanks. you both. Enjoy your summer. <laughs> Good luck yeah, next yeah, week. You too. Yeah. Thank awesome. you. Take care, guys. Bye. Awesome. Got some <laughs> trash talk there at the end. I was waiting yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually looking forward to that series as well. I'm definitely going to be in town to cover that one. So that that'll be worth worth watching. Minnesota at ASU for for a pair of games around Thanksgiving. That's going to be a blast. But cool thing that these guys are doing, right? You don't see a lot of. I don't think you see a lot of players this age thinking about community and how they can give back and, and actually hosting a hockey camp for multiple age groups. You saw it. It runs from, you know, from mites all the way up through yeah. high school. It's a really cool thing that they're doing. I think these sorts of things are so important for the pioneers in a sport. Uh, obviously, Austin Matthews has a lot else going on, uh, but these guys are they spend a lot of the summer there. So for Josh and Matt to be doing this, I think this helps as much as anything grow the game of hockey in Arizona. Absolutely. And for those who are interested, um, the camp is for Might U8, Squirt U10, Peewee U12, and then Bantam 14U, High School 18U. So pretty much any age group you can think of. And, you know, it came up a lot, just the lack of ice in Arizona, the lack of opportunity. So this was a really great opportunity, you know, to get on the ice. These are two players who've been second round NHL draft picks. So you're not really going to get anything better. And it was just really great kind of to hear from them the the trajectory of progress of Arizona hockey over the years. I had no idea even about all of those tryouts and how few positions they have. Uh, but my favorite part of that was just them saying, oh, yeah, I'm Josh's dad, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so funny. Um, I love it so much. But um, super excited for the college hockey season to get started again. It's a blast. It's really, really good hockey. Hope to get out to some ASU hockey games. Um, and actually, college hockey is one of those things you can bet on on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I don't think there's anything out there yet since they haven't released their schedule or anything like that. But um, you can bet on that as well as pretty much any level of hockey you can think of. Um, maybe not 
squirts and peewees, but you know, a lot. So check it out. And of course the Stanley cup final is going on right now, which we've been tuned into. We got game four tonight. It should be a good one. And if you want to get in on some betting action, you can do so at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So be sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. And when you use the promo code PHNX, new customers can bet $5 on either NHL team to win their game and get a hundred dollars in free bets. No matter what, that's code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup Final. Must be 21 or older. Arizona only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Leah, I know we've talked a lot about the Coyotes Arena situation. People like to read it and listen to you talk about the Coyotes Arena situation. It dominates our coverage. But I want to remind people, you know, just because we had Josh here and we were talking about that weekend series, this is ASU's arena that they're going to be playing in for the next three plus seasons. And this is a really cool moment for ASU. Uh, I've written about this in the past. We've we've sort of lost sight of this, I think, a little bit. This is a major step for this program that nobody saw coming a decade ago. Nobody figured there was going to be Division One hockey in Phoenix, Arizona, or in Tempe, Arizona, I should say. We should definitely distinguish between Tempe yeah. and Phoenix lately. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but this is a big moment. They've had to play at Oceanside. They've had to endure. Uh, you know, it, it's almost like the timing was a little off. It would have been ideal if they w- would have moved into this arena right after that first NCAA tournament bid. I think the uh, maybe a little bit of momentum was lost with COVID, having to play that crazy all-road schedule and then trying to recover last season. But I still think that this is going to be a game changer for Arizona State's hockey team to be in this place. I've had so many people in NHL circles tell me there's just no way they're not going to be able to recruit players. Who doesn't want to come and play in a warm weather climate where you can go to practice in a t-shirt and flip-flops, you can go to ASU, and you're now you're playing in a state-of-the-art arena. There, there are just no disadvantages now other than maybe travel to ASU hockey. So th- this is going to be a, a, just a game changer for them. And aside from that, Having been in this arena now multiple times at different stages of its development, of its construction, it's going to be a really cool, loud place. It's going to be an unbelievable atmosphere for Sun Devil Hockey. So I can't wait to watch college hockey in there as much as I watch NHL hockey in there. I started covering college hockey before I started covering NHL hockey. I remember what it's like. I was covering the University of Wisconsin at the old Dane County Coliseum. It was a crazy (laughs) old barn. It was loud. It was an unbelievable environment. College hockey is a great spectator sport. So this is a really cool moment for Sun Devil Hockey. It really is. Um, I I worked for U of A Hockey, which was ACHA. It was club. And the games between U of A and ASU, both clubs, electric. Like, absolutely unbelievable. And that was at the TCC where... It's a, you know, 6,000 seater. I don't know what it is, but it's it's pretty big. So it would never like sell out for a U of A game, but it would be full and loud. It was amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, mm. yeah, I, I love it so much. Um, and also at that hockey camp, a lot of uh, Josh's teammates, ASU yeah. Sun Devil teammates will be there, including um, Jacob Semick, Ty Murchison, Riley Stewart. So a lot of great opportunity to get exposed to some college players as well, because it's yeah, a really Matt- high level. Matthew Nye's brother, Phil, will be there as well. Yeah. And, and I'm guessing at some point, Josh's father will show up on the ice. I mean, he kind of has to show up and step on the ice at least once, right? If he doesn't, you know, he, he might catch some flack from this show in particular. 
So I'm just putting putting it out there right now that Josh's father, that's again how we refer to him, needs to show up at this camp in Mesa at some point. Otherwise, he'll hear from us. He'll hear from all of us. <laughs> Matt, Matt said, let the Doan family hazing begin at the cottage. By the way, <laughs> so my family, so I'm from Canada, I'm Ontario, and our family has a cottage. And everyone makes fun of me for having a cottage because on a like, lake. On a lake. Every, every Canadian family has a cottage on a lake, yes. apparently. So yeah. when when Josh said, oh, like he's coming up to my family's cottage, producer Jacob like peeked his head out and laughed because nobody believes that we all have cottages, but we do. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think, he, yeah, they might've been talking about going to BC and I was, I was thinking about the ranch the whole time in Alberta. Cause I've heard, and I've written about some of the stories that happen on the Doan ranch. And those are, you don't want to go on vacation there. That's what I would say. I wouldn't consider that a vacation. It's, <laughs> it's a working vacation. If you have to go to the Doan ranch. Um, just a couple more topics before we go, Leah. I'm, I'm curious what you thought of the awards last night. I guess it played out mostly as we thought. Um, the uh, the Norris Trophy one was was interesting to me. Yeah, Gelmikar won it. I think Roman Yossi had more first place he votes, mm-hmm. so that was that was a fascinating vote to me. I don't know if anything else jumped out at you about those. Um, well, that was the one that I was most surprised by. I wasn't really surprised by the others, but I don't think I realized, and we kind of touched on this with Josh and Matthew, I don't think I realized how significant it actually is for Austin Matthews to have won those MVP awards and be an Arizona-raised NHL player until it happened, and kind of people on Twitter were saying, like, Austin Matthews grew up playing hockey in Arizona, and he just won a league MVP. And I don't think, and we talked about it yesterday, um, and the day before, or on Monday, I guess, about the NHL awards, but the significance of that didn't really register with me until it happened. And I just think it's so unbelievable. And it's one of those things, and and we talked about it with Josh and Matthew too. It's like, you don't know what you can achieve until you kind of, somebody trailblazes and you say, oh, wait, I can be that too. So you know, for them, there was no hockey players from Arizona. Now it's Austin. Now it's Josh and Matthew. And then they said, oh, there's like the 07 birth years. They have a huge presence. So we're going to see yeah. this wave and it's just going to continue to inspire young kids in Arizona, boys and girls, because we've seen the growth of the Kachinas as well. We might have, you know, an Olympian from Arizona soon for women's hockey. So I just think like that significance, like can't be understated. Yeah. With Lindsay Fry leading the way on the women's side. Uh, yeah. I just, I, I, that's what I think about over and over again is how these guys are the trailblazers. And uh, again, to have these two guys on and, and do what they're doing, it really helps the sport. But when w- with Austin Matthews in particular, not only is he from Arizona, he's the second American ever to win the Hart trophy, only the second. Really? And he's from Arizona. Yeah. The other is Patrick Kane, who was, Wow. Buffalo, which may as well be Canada. I mean, it's right on the border. Sorry, Sean. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Sean. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> but it's it looks like a border town, and there's a lot of Canadians that come to Sabres games because, oh, I, I think they're cheaper, right, Sean? Uh, I'm really killing Sean right now. This yeah, he's not, not in the room, so we can okay, say whatever we good. want. We can say whatever we want. But yeah. second American to win the Hart Trophy. It's, it's unbelievable what he has accomplished. And, again, it just raises the profile of Arizona hockey. Um, switching over to the cup final, I – I'm I'm kind of with Petey on this now. I, Pete, by the way, this is a Petey-less podcast. We don't have many of those. It's it's really odd not to have him pop up from a, a tarmac. From a parking a, lot in front of lot, a porta right? potty. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I got a feeling that Tampa's going to find a way to win this, and then it's going to be a best too. of three, and we're going to see the type of series that we wanted to see. 
I do too. And when I watch tonight's game, I'm definitely going to enjoy a Four Peaks because nothing is better than hockey and beer, in my opinion. And we love Four Peaks, the official beer partner of PHNX. And in two weeks from tomorrow, oh my gosh, um, PHNX will be at Four Peaks Brewery in Tempe for the PHNX Coyotes official draft party July 7th at 4 p.m. It's going to be a blast. PD and Sean will be there. The PHNX crew will be there. Tons of special guests planned. Lots of stuff planned. So you want to make sure you grab your tickets um, today at gophnx.com or you can check out our Twitter. Um, We've tweeted out the link and the link is also pinned in the members only Discord. Get your tickets. Craig and I will be on the road in Montreal, but we will be calling in. So we'll be involved in that show heavily. It's going to be such a fun event and I can't think of a better place to watch the Coyotes draft three times in the first round, which is almost unheard of. I'm a little sore that I'm going to miss that, but the good news for you and I is that we get a sneak peek, I believe, at Four Peaks. Aren't we doing a different show from Four Peaks coming yes. up? Yes. So next week we'll be doing a live show from Four Peaks, um, which we're super excited about. So you'll be seeing PHNX at Four Peaks a lot coming nice. up. It's going to be a blast. I really like the, the drinks, the food, the atmosphere. It's amazing. So grab some Four Peaks for the draft party. It's going to be so much fun. And if you're not in the state of Arizona, you should still tune into the PHNX Sports YouTube channel because we will be live the entire length of the first round and then we'll be live after rounds two through seven. So wall-to-wall draft coverage. We've also had draft content on the website behind the paywall for members only at gophnx.com. Prospect breakdowns, exclusive interviews with Coyotes first round draft picks. We got an interview with Mikkel Bodker dropping tomorrow. Craig and Petey have talked to Dylan Gunther with plans to talk to even more Coyote's first round pick. So all of that is for members only as well as Craig's story. So become a member and go phnx.com today. Get a shirt from the locker. By the way, you couldn't see because of the way he angled it, but Josh and I were both wearing the Southwest Bias shirt today. Nice, um, nice. He did have that on. So we were matching, but he... I don't think he wanted people to know we were matching. So he <laughs> angled his camera however he did. <laughs> but um, you can grab this shirt or others in the PHNX locker as well, in which you get a free one when you sign up for an annual membership. So become a member. It's This is, I always say it, but Javier said this is the Coyote Stanley Cup. It's the draft. And mm. we have all the coverage here from the Coyotes angle at PHNX. So all right. we're super awesome. stoked. On that note, as people know, I have a scouting series, but I'm, I'm kind of saving my last two scouting series stories for special days in Canada and the U.S. Canada Day is coming up soon, so I'm going to have my my series uh, piece on the Canadian amateur scouting staff that day, which will also celebrate in another way, I think, that Leah probably won't consider a, okay. a celebration. So for everyone might know or not that when we passed a certain Twitter followers, I promised I would eat fake maple syrup. Well, it's been pushed off because we've been waiting for us all to be back in the studio. So I kept saying the next Friday, we're all back. Well, you know what the next Friday we're all back is July 1st. And you know what July 1st is Canada day. It feels like I'm going against my country by doing this on Canada day, but you know what? I will, because I made a promise. Unlike Petey, who is yet to fulfill his promise of doing a dance. So I will come through on Canada Day. I will go against every part of me on the inside and I will eat fake maple syrup on Canada Day because I made a promise. I'm looking for a syrup that's made in like Elizabeth, New Jersey or something to to feed you that day. Something, something god awful. I'm still doing my research, but I'll come up with something. So don't worry about it. 
couple more things coming up. Um, uh, by the way, I mentioned I'm going to drop the uh, U.S. one as well, the U.S. scouting series. That'll come on the 4th of July. So you can look for those stories those two days. Um, I have a couple other things coming up on gophnx.com. Um, I caught up with Coach Andre Turingi uh, by phone yesterday. I'll have a story up on Friday just <laughs> touching on a number of topics, including the coaching staff, which is still – short one coach. Uh, they're they're just starting sort of to go through the list right now. But I got Andre's thoughts on what he's looking for in that assistant coach to replace Phil Housley on the staff. Um, I also have a, a piece coming up, and this, this is related to the draft, um, on a dark horse candidate that the Coyotes could choose at number three. This will be a bit of a surprise for some people. I'm not giving anything away at this point. But that story will be up soon on GoPHNX as well. And then one last thing, and I seem to spend much of my career doing this very thing, shooting down bad rumors. Uh. Well, there was a report today that Lawson Krause might be on the trade block. Lawson Krause is on trade board. Nope. Not true. <laughs> Not true. He's not on the trade block. Don't believe it. Don't start imagining trade scenarios with Lawson Krause. Don't listen to the people from other cities who are telling you they're coming for Lawson Krause and giving you their trade scenarios. Not happening. They're still in the negotiation phase. I just wrote about this a few days ago talking to GM Bill Armstrong, but some people aren't getting the message. Lawson Krause is not on the block. You heard it here first, everyone. Um I love it, Craig. Thanks for clearing that up. We have a great show on Friday planned. Redeem Verbata will be joining us live <laughs> at 11 a.m. Um, so tune in for that. We have a lot of fun stuff planned with him, including some games. So Redeem Verbata will be calling in Friday at 11 a.m. Super excited about that. And then next Wednesday, Bob McKenzie will be joining our show live at 11 a.m. as well. So be sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel if you're not already and hit the notification bell so you never miss a show. Tons of exciting stuff coming up. Um, so we're very much looking forward to it. Anything else, Craig, before we head out today? No, I got everything off my chest, Dev. Okay, good. I'm so glad. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you again to Josh Stone and Matthew Nyes for their time. Um, so great to catch up with them. We will be back live on Friday with Redeem Robata at 11, and we'll have an audio episode tomorrow. So please like and subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes and follow PHNX Sports across all social platforms. Tons of great stuff daily on there as well. Everyone, thank you so much for watching and enjoy the rest of your Wednesday.